Um, if you're gonna whisper, whisper louder. Oh, okay. Because it, it, it didn't pick up. Oh, okay. And I'll have to like do weird. Okay. So if you are gonna do it, do it like this. Okay. Just a little bit. That was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Serious racist back on. Morning radio DJ boy. <laughs> Welcome to one more round table. I'm James Graves, and I'm here with Don Bakeman. Hi. That's, is that your sexy voice? It, no, it's not my morning radio DJ voice, though. All right. Uh, <laughs> we are here with the one and only Amy Colleen. What, what? I'm cutting that out. She's, uh, <laughs> I mean, Why? We, have, we, have, we have so many, we have so many reasons to have you on the show. I mean, you are co-creator of this venture, but, but today you serve a different purpose. Today, today you are our first solo guest. And the star of the show. The star of the show. <laughs> that is why I use the calling because that's the star persona. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're learning. So, Amy, before I get into uh, these rapid fire questions I have ready for you, uh, first tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about about you and your band. I know we we said it, but I want to a little bit of your, your history. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Amy Colleen. And I have been performing ever since I was, like, two years old. And wow. so wow. there's, like, not really. <laughs> there was never a choice for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I started singing with my grandpa in church when I was two. And I loved his microphone. And I loved being in the spotlight because mm-hmm. I'm a Leo. And that's mm-hmm. just what I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you I... You be you, girl. I, I be me. <laughs> um, no, but so I did... Uh, I, I grew up singing. I played flute. I was in band. I was in drama. I was in dance. Like, I was just always, like, in all the arts. Mm-hmm. And so there was never really any other option for me. I was a teacher at a preschool for a little while. Hey, teachers. Yeah. Yay. Teachers. <laughs> um, my mom was a preschool teacher, so I always <clears throat> said, if I'm not doing music, I'm going to be a preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but yeah, uh, it's just kind of what I was, I feel like I was born to do. And so um, I've been in a few bands. I've done musical theater. Uh, currently, I'm in a band called Siren Valley. Um, it originally started as just an acoustic cover band to save mm-hmm. my friend from becoming a stripper. Oh, oh I feel like there's a whole oh, episode about I that. Remember. <laughs> okay. I remember that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was in my band. <laughs> yeah, we were hanging out one night drinking beer. And my friend was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm broke and I'm thinking about becoming a stripper. And I'm like, well... <laughs> I'm not going to tell you you can't do that, um, but also we're musicians, so let's try to play music first, and then if that doesn't work, you can become a stripper. What a great origin story for a band. You know, uh, <laughs> yes. It really is. That, that, uh, that guy was in a, a band that I was in, and I love him dearly. So don't Did he threaten you a stripper too? Hey, guys. Um, no. Uh, I might be a stripper of... unless you want to start a band. No, 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 no. We asked him to join. But uh, we used to just dangle him in front of the crowd sometimes, like, hey. He's pretty. And yeah, it would uh, gather us attention one gotcha. way or another. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to. S- no, I'm going to say it. he kind of became a stripper anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, if it's a fact, it's a fact. It's he's not. There's a lot of nice people not, that are strippers. Stripper, there's no judging. Not a stripper in the way that he strips at a club because the boy can't dance, but a stripper in the way that, <laughs> that he just took his shirt off all the time on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, he couldn't keep that on. <laughs> oh, and gotcha. on stage. For the record, he deserved to take it off though. Like, yeah, he, he has. It. He has. He has good muscles, and he got mad at me once because I gave him a a jar of red vines. And he ate all of them. He went, Dunning, my six pack's gone because of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. So um, I wanna so I wanna know um when did you listed lots of talents or lots of like creative passions? When mm -hmm. did it like turn into songwriting? Um, I mean, I've always kind of been songwriting. Mm -hmm. Like I I remember writing my first song when I was seven. And I went, oh, wow. I lived out on a dirt road and our landlords lived there and we lived there. So there was nobody else on that dirt road. And I went next door to my next door neighbor's house and sang it for him. That's cool. I don't That's remember what it was. Cool. Um, I can't tell you what it was, oh. but me and my friend, my best friend at the time formed a band called God's Angels. <laughs> and, and during very Bible, dramatic, yes, very, very, dramatic. it was our play on Charlie's Angels. And <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's the one thing better than Charlie's Angels? God's, God's Angels. angels. <laughs> um, oh, no. And and we were like, I was like seven, eight years old, and our parents would be in Bible study, and we'd be in the kids' room with the person who watched us all. And we'd go into the room next door and write a song and then come do performances for all the other kids in the that's so, so cool. <laughs> that is actually kind of cool. No, I'm loving it. <laughs> and we wrote some pretty awful songs that are <laughs> on tapes somewhere because we recorded all of them. Did you really? We did. We recorded all oh. our songs. And then we did photo shoots where we put on excessive oh, makeup no. oh, my and God. took pictures. And then we'd put them in mail packages and send them to, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Christian singer Carmen. Nope. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Carmen had a show on the Christian channel and he'd have his number and mailing thing oh at the bottom goodness. and we'd record them on tapes and put our picture. <laughs> That's fantastic. And send it to Carmen. That is so good. So I've always been writing. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> is I've the short answer. Always been writing. So we have some history of you as artistic person and we have some history of the origins of your band when so when so siren valley started as a cover band when did it transition into including originals or primary originals or when did that kind of happen um when chris came into our band mm -hmm. we had both talked and i had been writing like some lyrics and stuff but didn't have music for it and he was like i've always wanted to write and so we just started writing and that's kind of how siren valley started and so Siren Valley did our EP, we did Behave, we've done a few singles. Um, and then now I've been writing with my friend Janelle a lot, um, Janelle Crampton. And we're getting mm -hmm. ready. I'm going to do a solo album too. So, And will Janelle but, be on the solo album occasionally? Um, everybody's, everybody's actually going to be on the <laughs> solo album. All the people album. are on the solo album. Uh, it's it's literally just like my big giant collaboration project is what I want it to be. So like all my friends. It's your We Are my, the World. Yeah. As it should be, though. Like, I just want all my friends on it, all my girls on it. Um, there is going to be a song that features... Si I'm going to pull a Paramore. And mm -hmm. it's going to be Amy Colleen featuring Siren Valley. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You um, mentioned uh, you mentioned Behave. You want to go into that a little? Uh, sure. Um, so Behave was a song that I wrote back in 2019, and it's basically a woman's female anthem. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to bring in other women on it from the music scene, and so I brought in Janelle Crampton and Tina Guzman and uh, Caitlin Shea, who's the other singer in Siren Valley. Mm-hmm. So she was already in on it, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like a drug bust or something. She yeah. was already in on it. <laughs> uh, and so we uh, we recorded it and made a music video all on our own, went out in the des- desert and like brought in like Donnie helped record. And like you held the oh, camera, right? Yeah, you gave me a camera and I said, take this away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I was more there as moral support and helping. Who was it? Was it? It was Caitlin who couldn't walk. Yeah, Caitlyn yeah. had all these big giant boots with still. Like, Which, by the way, that video came out fantastic. Yeah, Thank you so beautiful. much. Yeah, it looks. And you did all that work, right? Really, really yeah, I did all the editing on it. I did the like kind of. I sat down with the girls, but we, I like had made like scene by scenes, like directed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful. You oh, you can tell job. you you really thought it out. Yeah, and but yeah, we went out with. I had I had a Canon camera. Janelle had a Canon camera. We borrowed your GoPro. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. I, have a little, uh, I have a little fingerprint on there. Yeah, you do, you do, you do. <laughs> and, uh, and we went out there and I said, here, guys, this is how you use a camera. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, you know, I shot most of the scenes that I wasn't in, but if I was in it, I had to pass it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. I, Who was I in kinda the video went, aside from the girls? Uh, Servio Maldonado uh, played bass. Chris Stanham on electric guitar, Marlon Barnes on djembe. That's it. That's it. And Janelle played yeah. guitar. Janelle played guitar, yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it was you, Johnny, Steven, and Kristen behind the scenes. Um, Kristen Very did nice. our hair. Steven did our makeup and camera. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional support. <laughs> Donnie was emotional bad. support and making sure that Caitlin didn't fall down. Uh, <laughs> emotional and All actual important. support yeah. um, But yeah we went out in the middle of the desert And I was like here this is how you focus This is how you record Have fun And was that You said you started it when? I started R- writing, writing it in it. 2019 We recorded early 2020 Was it that long and ago? Like, yeah Oh man uh, So we I started writing it in 2019 and then we recorded end of or we started getting together end of 2021 and recorded it oh end of 2020 end of 2020 (laughs) my dates are all mixed up it's okay we wrote it we recorded it 2021 we recorded i'm not gonna come back and be like she got her dates wrong (laughs) (laughs) how dare she She's a, She's a fake. She's a fake. Okay, so um, beautiful, and even the small part that I got to play it, I'm very honored to have taken part. Thank and you. I, thank well, you. I wanted to ask, you co-wrote that one, or that you wrote that? You wrote that I one, or wrote you co-wrote that one? Most of the lyrics for it and the melody mm-hmm. for it, and then Janelle came in and cleaned it all up for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a beautiful so, collaboration. Yeah, and, and you so do I'm that pretty asking. often. too. you work with Janelle? I work with Janelle a lot. Um, I I actually tweeted the other day that Janelle's my writing soulmate. Mm-hmm. Um, she, her and I, we I mean we've known each other for twenty one years, so mm-hmm. we we just have this connection that like like just yesterday we were starting to write a song about my grandpa, and she knew my grandpa. 
Mm-hmm. So, cool. so she can add a lot of depth in it, not yeah, just someone absolutely. that's also creative, yeah. but and so, knows you personally intertwined. Yeah, so yeah, context and yeah. all that can just flow. And freely. so we we pretty much have finished it. I finished the lyrics late last night, and then we're gonna get together. And- so you, since you've known her a long time, have you been co-writing songs this whole time, or you've just known each other a long time and only recently started co-writing? Well, we had we had a band in high school. Another Christian. wait, 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 high school. Another okay. Please yes. continue. We had <laughs> we had another band in high school, and that was my band with Janelle. What was it called? I'm sure it's something great. Um, we had several names. Oh, okay. I was in a band like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, when we started, we were the Chronicles because we Ooh. just opened the Bible to a book of the Bible. <laughs> when, we're Deuteronomy. Oh man. <laughs> um, the yeah, Joshua's. we literally, we literally were just like, "What's our name, God?" <laughs> it was the Chronicles. I don't want to say he dropped the ball, but he could have done a better job. I'm not hating it. Is it just me? I'm not hating it. Um, and in our first show ever, we played Barlow Girl at a Christian camp called Centrifuge. That's cool. And then we started writing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Stephen came in and we changed our name to a zenith. And a zenith? What is that? It means daughter of God. Oh. You guys are getting deep right. in theology yeah, cool. here now. But then <laughs> when Stephen came in, we were like, we can no longer be called daughters of God. <laughs> Although later we found out that maybe we <laughs> You should have kept it. <laughs> Um, that's really funny and then we changed our name to uh well we didn't know and my grandfather asked what's your name and we said one moment (laughs) and he introduced us as one moment and that was our name (laughs) until the end of our band (laughs) that's a great story we wrote beautiful songs like wonderful savior and you're a beautiful princess (laughs) You're a beautiful princess. What was it? I forget what the actual name is, but that's what I call it now. What was so funny about beautiful princess that you can barely get the words out? (laughs) Because it was this beautiful uh, duet song that talked about how I was bullied and I was so sad. And then Steven would come in for his duet part and it would be like, but you're a beautiful princess. (laughs) Now, is he and singing as God to you? No, or? he's singing as my big brother, but it might, oh, have, been, okay. it might have been received as he was I mean, singing either as one, God. Really. Um, <laughs> and then we did this beautiful part at the end that in true musical theater fashion, we just sang our parts over top of each other. <laughs> you know, we're laughing, but everyone has to go through. Yeah. Those yeah. those those early songs where you're just writing down your early young emo oh, feelings, man. yeah, and so literal or how what do you think is good music? Like, oh no, <laughs> I still have my high school writing journal, and I looked at it the other day, and I was angsty, very angsty. <laughs> <laughs> A nice way to say it. Also, also, it's very funny to look back at like these these. Mm-hmm. Um, Songs we wrote as a Christian band, and then fast forward to the songs we write now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
talking about like uh, to go back like to where you're still evolving. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a butterfly. Oh, shit. So, oh, that what? was another song. What? It was another song I had written called like a butterfly from a cocoon. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I think we could have a whole episode about early Embarrassing Amy. band names and songs and <laughs> like reasons why <laughs> Amy's hiding behind a blanket. <laughs> I Like I went, when you said evolving, I was like, like a butterfly from a cocoon. And then like it hit me that that was one of my songs. <laughs> you went so red. <laughs> like, oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> they're, they're pretty, they're pretty cringe. And I have a videotape of it that I had to like send off to get turned into a DVD, but it never got sent back. And I think what happened was they turned it into a DVD and they went, oh no, she doesn't need to see this. <laughs> they were doing you a favor. <laughs> Just lose that one. Lose I'm it. Glad, it's fine. I'm glad you interjected because I was debating my next question because I want to, I mean, I want to get to asking about your process yeah, in definitely. general. Yeah. But, but before I said that, before I asked that, what, what, what happens what makes you evolve? Where, what happens? Where do you change from writing those types of songs to the songs you're writing now? Because, I mean, clearly the songs you're writing now are not butterfly cocoon songs. No. <laughs> uh, not that there's anything wrong with butterflies and cocoons. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's so, like, what, what changes? What are you trying you know? to say, Jay? <laughs> He's well, saying I, that you've improved and I, that we're proud of I'm you. you. That you're a beautiful spot. princess. <laughs> I have... I have similar tapes of when I was younger uh, of embarrassing songs, but I wasn't embarrassed then, you know? Yeah. So, and so I, I asked myself, what were the steps? What were the processes? What 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 triggered? What what made it? Is it just writing 100 more songs, 200 more songs? I, or what evolved <laughs> yeah. in your mind where it's like, hey, this is what, how I want to say this. How, these are the things I want to say. Like, what what is that process? I feel like what there's... changes in our brain? I feel like there's a lot of um, a lot of factors into it. A lot of it is life, just yeah. living life. And life experience. Experience. When you're in high school, you're not necessarily writing from experience. You're writing from, ooh, I have acne and I hate mm. everything and this boy <laughs> won't pay attention to me. You can't have the blues <laughs> if you're 17. So yeah. over-exaggerated feelings yes. of teenagers yeah. equals over-exaggerated songs. Yes. Yeah. Kind of, a little um, bit. Also, I feel like, you know, just studying music more mm. as I... I went, I graduated from commercial music at ABC mm -hmm. um, and got my commercial music certificate. But yeah, just like, you know, being around other musicians mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, just writing just constantly and then you evolve. And then I watched shows that like helped me evolve and I worked with other musicians and, and then like, yeah, now Janelle and I have come back together and we're writing some of what I feel is the best music that's ever come out of me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we're helping each other write music and and it's funny because we wrote such shitty music <laughs> when we were in high school together <laughs> um, it's, it's cool like you you have to to cut your teeth somehow you know yeah it starts every, no one like oh i'm a painter and they just paint yeah the exactly. most amazing picture bob dylan's first song wasn't great you know yeah. every every stand-up will tell you like you have to just go tell crappy jokes for years until you start Getting good jokes. You yeah. can't, there's no way around it. Yeah. No matter how funny you are, no matter how talented you are musically, like you have to you fail have, to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so uh, that's kind of, yeah, I feel like there's just, you know, it's just a lot of writing. And I wrote, I mean, I've like I said, I've written my whole life. I started mm. when I was young, but it just kept growing and growing and growing. And so, so now you're the beautiful, amazing Amy Colleen. What is Amy Colleen's process? Because because there's no one way to do it. So I'm interested. What's your process of of writing a song? I usually start with lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very well, much. Do you play anything? Like, do you play I can play. I can play a little bit of keyboard. Um, I can play two songs on the guitar if I re- can remember them. It's been forever, um, but I can I can pluck chords on a keyboard and okay. I can play a few songs on the keyboard. So if I do write my own music, which I have done a few times, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I sit down at the keyboard usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, what I do is I write lyrics. I might write a melody and record it a cappella, and then go sit down at the keyboard and pluck out what I think the chords would be okay, and then take them to Janelle or Chris if I do that. But mm-hmm. usually, late as of lately, I'll like, Janelle gets my middle of the night texts that are like, <laughs> I'll wake up in the middle of the night and write a verse in a course and be like, this is a rough draft, but here. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. I'll talk to you in the morning. <laughs> and then she'll send Expect me back. it on my desk in the morning. <laughs> yeah, she'll send me back like just a few like hummed lines of like maybe something like this. Mm-hmm. And then that kicks it off for me. Sure. Um, it kind of unlocks the next yeah. thing. Chris next Chris is very good if I come, especially if I come in with a melody, he's very good at just like following along with me. That's cool. Um, so like Twin Bed, um, I had a melody for that one. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, I wrote most of that one like in my head, like even down to the like rounds and those in are the all bridge. For, uh, Siren Valley? Yeah. The rounds in the bridge. Like I told them, I was like, okay, you guys, I'm going to sing this for you, but I'm one person and I don't know how to tell you how to do these rounds. Um, mm. But I hear rounds and I started singing it and Chris and Marlon just jumped in and had it exactly what was in my head. That's so cool. That's awesome. Don't know how. <laughs> that That relationship between musicians takes so long. <laughs> to foster mm-hmm. and once you have it it's like no no you stay here you don't leave me mm-hmm. well that's and honestly like Janelle and I have that when we're writing like we can just like almost read each other's minds and then Chris and Marlon I mean I've known Chris since high school and I've known Marlon since freshman year of high school so I've known them both for a really long time too mm-hmm. Chris I've just gotten like closer we were close like early 20s and then like we didn't see each other for a long time mm-hmm. um but marlon like he's always been one of my best friends that's awesome so i love marlon i love marlon so you have too. a lot of like friendship like surrounding you in your creative circle and i stuff. always said those years at lancaster high school i don't know what kind of magic was in the water there mm-hmm. but we had a lot of people who grew up to actually be musicians and mm-hmm. like not just musicians but really good musicians from our class and That's like awesome. the classes surrounding us. So. so to continue with your process stuff, and you were talking about going back and forth, like what do you do? I find myself in this position a lot of time where I'll start like what you're saying, like a verse, a chorus, or, or, or a line. Mm-hmm. But then like when you struggle, like like what, what do you do? Like when you're passionate, maybe like you like something, but you're struggling with it. Do you? Well, sometimes like catching lightning in a bottle. But what do you do when there's no lightning to catch? How do you make that lightning? Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't usually make the lightning. 
Um, I pushed through and I was just talking to Ali Taylor and Janelle about this yesterday because the song that Janelle and I are working on about my grandpa, like I had written the lyrics. I liked the idea of the lyrics. Chris wrote a guitar part and I kind of tried to put a melody to it, but I was never really fully happy with it. Mm-hmm. And Ali was saying like, yeah, sometimes I have a song and I write it and I'm like, it's a song. But you're not necessarily mm. happy with it. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we we came back and revisited it and now I'm very happy with it. But it just took that like I wrote it, it was out there, and I knew I was gonna come back to it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if I can't like last night, um, so we had written the the chord progression, the music, the melody, everything to the song. And so I had to finish editing the second verse and finish the last part of the song. And literally, I was one line away. Mm-hmm. And I was texting Leo. Uh, shouts out to Leo. My, Leo? Leo, my boothing, my love. <laughs> friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> um, I, I say it like I'm insulted. Like, who's Leo? <laughs> no, we love Leo. Leo's great. Um, but yeah, I was talking to Leo and I was like, I have one fucking line. It's one line. And mm-hmm. it, on a song that I've been working on for years. And I'm oh, stuck on it. You've been on this one about your grandpa? My grandpa for a long time. Oh, I okay. wanted to write it for a long time. And then I started writing it like two years ago. Okay. And and I'm like, there's just one line. And literally, I made myself stay up till I wrote it. Sometimes it's what but, it takes. It takes just yeah. grinding it out. Do you feel um, something about like when I totally feel your struggle with wanting to complete a song or maybe just like, hey, this is kind of like a placeholder here. Yeah. I'm going to come back and make it better. When it's someone, I recently, and Don, one of the first songs I brought to Don was a song about my dad and his brother and passed away. It was a very personal song. I don't want to get into it, but it's very personal to me. So it almost felt sacred. And so my question to you is, do you feel like when you're writing about something so sacred, like your grandfather, something so personal, do you feel like even more pressure of like, how much you want a oh, line yeah. to mean, you know, because you're like, it's one thing when you're writing about someone, oh, a crush or a breakup or something or a little telling bit, like a story or telling a yeah. story, even if it's something, a creative story. But when it's so personal to you, the people around you that are going to hear it, like, does that affect you? Oh, when yeah, you're definitely. Verbiage and words. And, and it, um, I've said this before, but like things that are very um, personal or traumatic to me, like I always wanted to write about them, but they take me a long time to process. Yeah, sure. So like um, on our first EP, on Siren Valley's first EP, there's a song called Body in Your Bed. Mm-hmm. And that was about an abusive relationship I was in. But mm-hmm. it took me 10 years to really be able to write about that properly. Like I had some poems that I wrote. Like mm-hmm. there was one that was called like, 10 things I never told you. And one of the numbers was like, you're a fucking asshole and you smell like one too. <laughs> Sometimes we're eloquent. Other times. Um, but yeah, so that's like, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't put it so eloquently when I was writing mm-hmm. it and it took me 10 years to be able to process it enough to write a song about it. But I think you're saying like, you're at stages with it. So you're writing all kinds of things about it until you can formulate yeah. something worthy of like what, how you want to craft a song since yeah. you've evolved as a writer. Since I, you've evolved since the butterfly cocoon. So yes. you want it to be a little bit more. I also do write a lot of, um, I will say 
you know, going back to the question of how I evolved, I did a lot of just writing poetry for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you actually yeah. write a lot of poetry? Um, I did for a while. Um, now I'm mostly writing songs. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a while there, I didn't have a band. And so a lot of it was just, I wrote poems. Yeah. And it was, it could be, I listened to a lot of poetry to learn how their rhythm, like different rhythms and Do you go back and revisit those? I do. And I've actually written a lot of songs based off of old poems. That's cool. Uh, but I also currently, and I'm uh, not saying this as a humble brag, I am very thankful for it, but I have like my brain just is constantly pumping out ideas. That's mm-hmm. a great problem to have. So, <laughs> yeah, it really is. I have yeah. a lot of like one or two lines up for ideas to start songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and write a whole verse. Um, so yeah. I I just I have a lot of ideas to pull from right now, and mm-hmm. it's not a bad problem. To have. No, no, no. It can almost be overwhelming because you have so many oh, threads. Yeah. yeah, it gets. That was yesterday. We were like, which one are we going to start on? Because I decided that maybe I should take a break from writing love songs <laughs> for a minute. Maybe sh- you should stop writing songs about Leo. Maybe <laughs> or just pause. So, well, pause that- it. Pause it for a second. I'll oh, come okay, back to okay. it. I have a few more that I started writing about him. <laughs> But we're going to, I on my album, I should probably have, like, you know, all the range of emotions. So yeah. I need to write a breakup song. And Can I you just call your album The Leo? <laughs> I was thinking about calling it Pot of Dew. But- <laughs> well, you don't have to release them all at the same time. But, you know, that yeah. always brings me to another question, and that gets brought up a lot with songwriting, is, like, do you feel an obligation to be very autobiographical in your lyrics because it's always something about being authentic like hey did that really happen to you did you really go there did you really drive across the state in three hours or did you really know that person did you really have that problem I feel like there's ways that you can take authenticity and write about things that you haven't experienced yet too like you you can can do it at the same mm -hmm. time it's a very big thing you can exaggerate a point too so like when I wrote um Cause I was writing a lot of sad songs for a while and I was like, I need to write some happy songs. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down to write some love songs, but they weren't really like, I wasn't in love at the time. So they were like, what so do hard. I want? And Casey and I always say like Casey <laughs> Yeager, um, we from rogue, uh, we discuss all the time, like love how, band. <laughs> uh, we discuss how we were like almost like we we psychically wrote our songs because <laughs> mm-hmm. we write things and then they happen and it's it's almost we're like huh. our, I wonder if we're putting it out in the universe yeah, or whatever it. manifesting it <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I wrote a whole song about um, a summer fleeing and then like kind of being like I think this could be more than that and that's and kind of and then it happened so um, it's almost like a well I mean. We were talking about how you're talking about your feelings, so it's almost therapeutic, I was going to say. But now you're almost almost uh, validating that by almost saying, like, well, now even writing positive was almost like positive self-talk it for was. you. Yeah, and I wrote, you know, like, when I sat down to write a love song, I was like, okay, what do I want out of a relationship? Even though you weren't in... Even though I was perfectly happy being single. So you almost like you wrote a wish list. Y- Almost, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of feelings would I want to feel? What kind of things would I want? What kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know? Um, and so I, I did write uh, some love songs. And then, like I said, a few months later, I was like, nah, I'm happy being single. And he was like, yeah, I'm happy being single too. But we can go on a date for fun. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, it happens. <laughs> I mean, you've uh, you've spent a lot of time doing this, and out of everything that you've done, what do you feel like is your uh, not crowning achievement? Because I'm not going to say that you've peaked. No, we don't want to say that about anybody. You always want to go oh, bigger. Oh God, no, Don. She yeah. definitely has not peaked. No, yet. not at all. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> but, oh damn, like, it's all downhill. <laughs> <from> what, <laughs> so, what's your favorite feather in cap? You know. Um, so not favorite song, just favorite achievement. His favorite achievement, I guess, probably a okay. more succinct way of saying that. Yeah, well, I'm just clarifying. <laughs> probably behave. Behave is like my. Mm-hmm. That was my first time just being like, we're gonna go record a music video. I'm gonna do this with girls. Also, it gave me my group of girls that I have now, who are like my best friends in the whole world, and we're just we're sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're there for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's in your little girl you know, gang? Uh, we have Amanda, Mandy Alexander. Um, we have Janelle Crampton. We have Caitlin Shea. We have Tina Guzman. We have Kristen Hovland. We have Casey Yeager. I think that's it. Is that all seven? There's, There's you seven have another friend that's just crying. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's somebody <laughs> just tearing up in the I background. Know, <laughs> the girl yeah, there's seven of us. Um, and and it started because of behave. You should have ended it with, and there's just one more. I just can't think of her name. It's off the tip of my tongue. And that way, whoever. But you're great. You're, whoever, you're just great. Whoever you miss, you go, oh, yeah, that was you. Um, no, those are my those are my girls. And, and like, yeah, like I said, it started because of behave. And then mm-hmm. we all became really close. And we were like, we should hang out more. And then we started going out for girls nights. And Mandy and Casey were there. And we were, like, supporting them. And then, like. Yeah, now we have a chat that we talk to each other on and, every and, like, day. And you guys and... have all come to like support James and I. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have a, it's really cool to see you guys banding together and mob around together. Well, oh, I, yeah. I was going to say, echo what Don was saying is that from that video and seeing the success from that and your community you're building there, that was another thing. I was like, oh, I want that to be a part of what I want with the one more round in a songwriter's thing. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So it just we made formed, me feel... We formed a full gang. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're here to burn it all down. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, uh, Whenever they feel like didn't it. Didn't they play your... your uh, or didn't they play Behave um, like at the Citadel or something? Oh, yeah. That that was cool. We did a... We did like a whole like Twitch live thing where we went behind the scenes of Behave and everything. And mm. while we were on it, Servio was like, oh, by the way... My sister called me, and they were playing Behave over the radio at the Citadel. And the Citadel is like this giant shopping mall in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's huge. If you're on the five, like Christmas time, they have this giant uh, gift. It's like three stories tall. Yeah. It's really cool. Not the thing, but the thing that (laughs) you actually got your stuff played there. That's that's, really cool. That's super exciting. (laughs) We I mean, clarify it. Yeah, yeah, cool things. The Citadel's cool too. But yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, I would say behave, but more so for the reason that like it it kind of brought like all this. Like I said, the, it brought the group together. It mm-hmm. brought me to one mm-hmm. more round. Yeah. It brought me to and like now I'm in this place of like we have these women who are supporting each other, and 
we're helping each other find more shows and just also be there for each other in general. Just being like, friends. Just being friends. It kind of goes back. Uh, I'll be honest. I was a theater kid myself. And so, but I can relate to like that passion. Like where you, if you're a part of a group where you like, you plant the seeds of like positivity and community and like you see like talent and like things grow from that. It's infectious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think you, I think you did that with behave and I think Thank so you. it just kept growing and it's growing. And I think those kind of things you've brought over to one more round and that's the kind of that's the kind of energy I want to be around. Those are the yeah, kind of people too. I want to be around. Yeah, you know. And so, well, thank you. Guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, just as a conclusion, um, if you could pass on one tip to the next songwriter behind you, what would it be? Just keep writing. Just uh, uh, my favorite piece of advice. I was watching um, the virtual Nam show last year, and this one guy was like. Let it suck. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I've told so many yeah. people that. Like, it, yeah. You're going to not sound good. Just do it. Yeah. You're not going to get better if you don't do it. Yeah. So let it suck. Yeah. You have to write a hundred songs for one good one. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, that's what we did with Wanderlust. And uh, we were learning to record. And that was like kind of my motto for the whole thing. I'm like, we're stuck at home. I had some money. I invested in some recording gear not anything massive or anything sure and we recorded it all at home mm-hmm. and i was like if it sucks it sucks but i'm learning yeah mm-hmm. and i still put it out there too because that's one thing that i've always been very passionate about is i'm gonna share those things so that people feel like oh she's trying i can try too yeah yeah and that's a great outlook to have yeah do you think that you ever want to do a remix of the cocoon butterfly song just to be like oh definitely i think I <laughs> just think, make it be like a little like 60 second opener to another song uh, tonight tonight i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna re-record it and then i'm gonna send it to leo to remix as a jersey bootleg because you, you have to tag it at the very end with steven yelling you're a beautiful princess okay and that's yeah. the end because there's gonna be someone listening to it that's gonna be like if she can start with a cocoon song and get to behave, I can do this. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. Yes, that's that's my new goal is I'm going to go home tonight. We're going to record it. I'm going to send it to Leo and be like, remix it. This is your next. This is your next one. Watch him just make it amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, I don't know why you ever gave up on this one. Amy, thank you so much for, for being yes. a part of this, being a part oh, of our team you. and doing this interview with us. So uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Next yes. time we do literally anything because you have to be there anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll always thank you, be Amy. there. Don't forget to, oh, can I say don't forget to check out our socials? <laughs> I guess you can. Yeah, we're on all good socials, uh, all the major socials. Amy's amazing at it. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, Amy, what else are we on? Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MySpace. Um, uh, Marlon's still trying to get me to get us a grinder. <laughs> oh god. Oh. <laughs> Only if it's him on the front. <laughs> what was it? Grinder or um what's the other one? The other dating app. Tinder. He wants us on Tinder. Just as a and profile. And he's used it. Why? He cuz he's used it before. He went up to Washington. <laughs> oh. I'll have to I'll have to let Marlon tell that story one time. Yeah, that's but a he's mutual used friend it of ours as did marketing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, thank you very much, Amy. All right. Thank you. <laughs> 
Yay! Yay! And one more thing. You're going to want to check out our next big show is going to be at Bravery Brewing on February 12th at 6 p.m. It's going to be a Saturday night, so be sure to mark those calendars. It's also going to be our first One More Round Presents. We have a really awesome lineup starting with Black Eye Affair, followed by Westbound Trio, and headlining that night is the Ad Hocs. If you have not seen the Ad Hocs, you are missing out. So be sure to mark those calendars and stay tuned. We're going to be coming out with more podcasts and more live music. See you guys next time.